You are listening to 40 Days and 40 Nights on the Camino with your host, Jamie Wallace, the long distance coach. Thank you for joining us for our third episode. And this is an exciting episode because this is the day, this is the day when I get to go. I've been preparing myself all this time and reflecting on life and now the moment has come where the only thing left to do is to get there. So it was like half past four in the morning, I remember, and when I got up, it was the Wednesday, the 1st of August, 2018. And I got up at the time I was living in Pollock Shores. I was living in Glasgow Southside. And I got up out of bed and I made myself a mint tea and um, because I was feeling really excited and I just had to kind of calm myself down as well. Now I had pre-arranged, I know I'd been on the Uber app and I'd, I'd organised for the taxi to, to come and pick me up to get me over to the airport. I wasn't taking any chances. I didn't want to be late at all. And But what I remember is we got right into the Glasgow airport really quickly because there was no traffic. It was so quiet and the journey was quick. Um, so I'd hardly slept, so I was feeling pretty tired, you know, and it's just like that feeling when, you know that feeling when you like go on holiday, or you're just about to go on holiday and you just can't sleep the night before, that's exactly the kind of the feeling, but there was an additional sensation as well, and it was that feeling of the unexpected. This was the first time I'd ever travelled where I didn't know where I was going to be sleeping, you know, day after day after day. I had fortunately booked myself some accommodation um, in Bayonne. So I did know that night that my accommodation was sorted. There was no problem there. Um, But after that, it was like there was no definite plans because I didn't know when I was going to stop. And I wasn't sure how anything worked uh, worked out, you know, in relation to um, booking accommodation and that when you get into Spain and into France and all that kind of thing. So I was really, my idea was just to kind of wing it and, and hope for the best and hopefully I would be able to get somewhere. I'd never done that before. It was, it was going to be a new experience for me. And that's what this journey was about. It was about, you know, stepping past all these horrible, painful feelings of the past and stepping forward into this unknown, but having that excitement all about it. And that's that's what I really remember about that morning waking up was just that, like, oh, that that just your yeah, feeling in your gut and the, the butterflies going. It was, it was amazing. Um, so even for that feeling alone, it was worth it. <laughs> but, yeah, and the other thing that made it really exciting was, you know, anytime I've travelled in the past, I've always got a return flight. And so I've always returned back to the same airport. But in this instance... Um, I had but had to buy two singles, like so. Basically, I was flying out to France by on, but my return flight was like in September, like a month over a month later, um, from another airport in another country, um. So I did know that I had to get to that airport, um. So again, it was another incentive. It was something that was driving me forward, and and a and a realistic date. So I'd set myself this achievable goal. Um, as long as I kept walking one foot after the other and nothing went wrong along the way. 
And so all these new things that I was feeling, you know, from the the, the waking up, the travel, um, not knowing where I'm going to be sleeping, not knowing, you know, like having that security of a return flight um, as well and the fact that the airports were hundreds of miles apart. Um, that was... Um, that was a mindset that has served me well and it prepared me for when I did go traveling to Southeast Asia um, a year later. So um, that was pretty good. Um, but who knew that um, I would be taking advantage of that so soon? Because um, I had no plans of, of traveling any further afield um, after that. So when I get to Glasgow Airport, shot through the security, not a problem whatsoever. Didn't even have to wait long at the gate pretty much straight onto the boarded the plane um, straight away. Um, I, my worries, you know, when you get to the airport and, and you, you know that you're, you're, you've got your like, rucksack or that, it's not like a, a case. This is like a, having a rucksack, you know, and, and I know that it wasn't going to fit into the wee tiny little metal box thing that you're supposed to be able to squeeze things into. And, and I knew, hand, hand in heart, I knew that there's no way that was going in there. So my wee heart was going because I thought, oh, this is the first thing. But equally, I thought, well, if it is, then it is. I just need to pay the excess or whatever. So be it. Um, I've never been that, never thought that way before. But in this instance, I was quite relaxed. But there's always that excitement. Even if, no matter how relaxed you want to be, there's always that, am I going to get caught? Am I going to get found out? Type of thing. Um, but no, not at all, no problem whatsoever. Um, I got on no problem. They didn't even kind of bat an eyelid at it, to be honest. Um, so I was up with Ryanair, actually. So that was Ryanair flying down to Stansted. And I remember, um, and I actually got a photo of it, um, me drinking this cup of chai when the plane. So here's me. Um, and, you know, kind of like flying in luxury with my cup of chai. And it was a lovely cup of chai. I can still remember it. Nice and nice and spicy and sweet. Um, the way I like it. Um, they also gave me extra legroom as well. Um, so they gave me that free of charge. So things were getting off to a good start, you know. So I was relaxed, and then when we, we managed to even get into the airport, we went to Stansted early about eight o'clock in the morning. And so my flight wasn't until like five o'clock that afternoon. So on my way over, I'm thinking, what can I be doing? You know, and it was a, it was a lovely day. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to just go visit somewhere local, and I'm just going to spend the day local and be a tourist. And um, because at the end of the day, this is me. I'm on a holiday type of thing. Um, so that was me. I decided that I was going to um, find out what was local. So I think it was about nine o'clock in the morning before I got my bags and, and that stuff. I uh, had to wait for my bags. I had to put it in, I had to put it onto the hold of the plane for free. Um, yeah, this is Ryanair. Um, but um, I spoke to someone in the airport um, and he sold me, I got a ticket, a train ticket from him for the Stansted Express. Now, that was quite funny because um, the company I'd been working for in Glasgow. And we actually managed the we managed um, the, the Stansted Express account, and um, so people that had queries with our tickets and they needed refunds and um, or had questions about it, we would be the people that would sort that out for them. So it was really kind of exciting, you know, and quite strange. I just left that workplace 
but the here was me kind of still having some kind of involvement with it so it, even though it was like you know 400 miles apart uh, so it was quite good um so the the, the ticket I, I got there i was recommended why don't you just go to bishop stortford never heard of the place but i thought yeah okay let's let's go there then so i decided got the train ticket and we went there and i've got to say um what a lovely place it's a really it's a really really lovely place and um it's, it's a wee village there or maybe a town probably a town um maybe similar in size to like east cobride something like that maybe and you had to cross over the river store um and then i learned there was a little sign up and it was telling me of the bit of history of the the town and it was saying that store comes from like the word stuart and it was meaning it kind of means tail it derives from the word tail and and it told me how the, the river used to be called and there was a river walk that i noticed but i thought you know what i need to get some i'm quite hungry so let's get some breakfast and 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 do that so i remember stopping by this it was like a calf you probably call it a calf something like that and they were offering like a full breakfast and that's so i thought yeah why not in holiday mode let's just go for the full whack go for the full breakfast i got the full breakfast and it gave me chips with it this is chips i've never heard of that before like chips is for dinner never for breakfast but no down in england down in and um next in the village next to stanford um, uh, Stanford, um, Stansted Airport, uh, Bishop Stortford. Yeah, this was a shop. This was a kind of cafe selling chips with a full breakfast meal. And it was only 10 o'clock in the morning. So here was me and me as well, just all these conventions, past conventions. You don't have, you have chips for your dinner. You don't have them for breakfast. Forget that. All of that, all these traditional conventions out the window. That was a great place. Um, it was a great mindset place to be in, to be honest. Um, so this um, Bishop Stortford is an old Saxon village. Um, and I remember when I went to pay for my breakfast, um, I only had like my Scottish money. Um, and my experiences of traveling to England with Scottish money hasn't been pleasant at all, especially London. London's the worst. And basically, every time in the past I've, I've went to pay for something, I've had to just walk away with my money and leave them with the goods, whether it's been food I've prepared or something like that, because they were unwilling to accept my money. And I was like, all right then, just get off my nose. Um, I'll just go somewhere else and I'll use it elsewhere. That someone that will take it. Anyway, so this guy was, I think he was maybe Polish. Um, and he was loving it. He was like pure looking at it. And then he was really interested in it and asked me all these questions. And he had, he'd never seen a, a, it was a Clydesdale bank, uh, bank, uh, Clydesdale bank 10 pound note. And he really was genuinely interested to see it. And you know what? I guarantee you at this day, he's probably got it framed or something like that. I don't think he will have took it to the bank. I think he just liked the fact that um, he had something a bit different. Um, and he really appreciated that. So it was good to see. Um, so, yeah, totally changed my kind of perception of, you know, being able to spend my, my money in, in England. Um, and that 
Polish guy was just a kind of fantastic ambassador for doing that. Um, so I could see things in a different light going forward, which was good. Um, so I took a wee wander around the village that, that day. It was a nice sunny day. It was really hot. And I visited the tourist information centre, first of all, I remember that. And then I went over to the, I think it was a church called St. Michael's. And went in, in there um, and then there was an old monastery as well with a nice kind of gardens and, and that. And I remember sitting on a, on a bench and I, I wrote down some some in my journal at that time. Then when I went into the church, I remember speaking to one of the elders um, there and got talking about, because obviously I've got my big rucksack on, who's got lots of questions. And um, when I says, oh, I'm going on the Camino de Santiago. And so obviously that's been a religious establishment. They've, they've heard of this pilgrim walk and um, pilgrim path. And um, I got ushered over to the, like, the minister um, that was there. It was the vicar, I don't know what you call what you call them. I think it was like um, Greek, some kind of New Testament Greek kind of church. Um, can't remember what kind of denomination it was. Um, but uh, he blessed me. <laughs> he wouldn't let me go out the church without being blessed um, for the rest of my walk. And that kind of brought back some memories of the time when I went to when I was walking along uh, on the Whithorn, uh, Whithorn Way and it was my first day and I'd got to like Paisley Abbey and I remember getting all the guided tour, you know, that I was like being treated like a celebrity because I was going on this on the, on this walk to do this bigger walk over in, over in Spain and France. And so I go to the full, you know, get full works with the, the guided tour in Paisley Abbey and then they too were behind the scenes trying to get the the kind of like the minister there um to come down and see me as well so i had to spend like five or ten minutes talking to him and then he was like oh, all right i need to stamp i need to stamp you got a passport someone says well no i don't know anything about the kind of passport for the white horn way um but what you can do is i've got directions so what i did was i stamped um my directions and yeah, again, a blessing for doing that walk as well. So it seems to be some kind of a tradition um, <laughs> that was that was happening. So I thought it was really nice and that people care, people that I don't know, strangers, and they were very caring and that. But one of the things, going back to Bishop Stafford and going back into St. Michael's Church, one of the things I did see when it caught my eye was like this little bit on the wall. It was kind of, there was like some fancy writing on it, some Greek script. Now, me, I like my languages, and I just wondered, um, I wondered about that. But uh, we, we kind of found out it was something to do with the New Testament. Um, after that, did some more exploring, and kind of there was like shopping centres and stuff, like shops and that. And there was a kind of old mock castle, kind of Norman castle. Um, so I had a wee look at that, and then I found myself a park, and I just kind of lay in the sun for a wee while and bask in the sun and just relaxed for most of the day. Um, and then after that, I did the river walk. Um, saw lots of ducks, barges and things like that. Um, and one of the things that I did find myself doing, and not happy, I wasn't happy with myself 
at the time because you remember like one of the things I was walking away from um, was this whole culture of you know of, of what it is to be gay and one of the things that was quite predominant predominant um, was obviously making use of online apps so on your phone for example you can download certain dating apps um, and I wouldn't say they're healthy. I don't think they're healthy. Um, but it's one of these things that when you start feeling kind of lonely or you start feeling like, you know, um, I, I can't, yeah, lonely is, is maybe low in yourself and you, you, you just need something to kind of pick you up or something like that. So you'd maybe just go onto these apps and you would have chats. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. Um, but it, it's just something that it can get quite addictive. And it's that addictiveness that once after you've say, finished the chat, you just feel like empty, um, empty again. So really there's, there's no wholeness to it at all and um, it's a quick fix but it doesn't last long and it just makes you feeling worse is what i'm saying so this is what i was trying to get away from but while i was like sitting down having a coffee i did catch myself on the app you know and seeing who was about locally and chatting away and stuff like that and that's a f I, I knew that i had to kind of wean myself off or kind of stop doing that because it just wasn't serving me it wasn't serving my life and i just i felt i felt bad because i didn't want to bring this into this journey this new journey that was starting but i noticed then that you know it's it's, it's, it's an issue that i need to sit that i need to fix so that kind of i flagged that up to myself and um i just to kind of be mindful of of that going forward um because I want to kind of be, cleanse my life, so to say. I don't want to go back to the unhealthy ways of of feeling lonely, feeling depressed, of of feeling like dependent on random people, um, for you know happiness that's not going to last, um, any meaningful amount of time. So. That was something that I remember there. Um, I, I, I remember not being unhappy once I caught myself. Um, so I went for the walk along the river and I kind of cheered myself up and I got kind of excited again about, oh, I'm just, I'm not looking out a few more hours, a couple more hours, and then um, I'll need to kind of think about getting back and um, boarding the plane and going, going over to um, France. and. Um, the, the Basque Country. I look forward to going to the Basque Country. I always wanted to go to the Basque Country and I've never been. So that was it. So yeah, after my wee, my wee kind of venture in, in Bishop Stockford, got the train back and then ended up talking to Ennis Black family outside the airport and we had a laugh. You know, I just remember it was just a nice feeling. Like, I think they were waiting on people coming back from their holidays and they were going to take them home. And here was me just about to go somewhere and I just had a good time in the park and stuff like that. So um, 
it's all really good and um but it made me think about a friend luke that i'd made a while back and his name was luke and we kind of we, we, we chatted online for a while and i think he went to glasgow once um around about 2010 and i took him over to the i was involved in gallic kind of community stuff then so i took him over to like the, the um the gallic bookshop there because he's quite interested in reading and things like that so it was just went in there said hello introduced him and that but um at that time there wasn't that many black people kind of in glasgow so it was quite good about a breath of fresh air to kind of be able to hang around uh with someone quite different and but someone that we got on really well um with um but uh, anyway back at the airport i got my fast passed for the fast track ticket i <laughs> got through in about five minutes um but it didn't make any difference because it turned out that my plane was delayed so all the good stuff that had been happening at the start of the day now I, it was all starting to kind of unfold and i was now on a kind of like oh no like try to plan like how am i going to get to uh, the hotel now because the time the plane arrives the bus the buses that i was going to take they were no longer running because it was too late at night so i said i'm going to have to get a taxi i people that know me i don't get taxis i think i don't think worth the money and um, you can get a bus or a tram or something like that but here was me i had to spend like so the bus was going to cost me like four euros and the tax ended up costing me about 30 or 40 euros, you know, 10 times just to get me the same distance and as much the same time. Um, but hey-ho, I could have been sleeping rough that day because the time that I arrived at the hotel, um, it was way past, it was nearly midnight. And, you know, it was way, way, way past the check-in time, but it was... So I just thought, I'm going to have no to stay. I'm going to just sleep at the, outside the, uh, the railway station or something like that. <laughs> um, but that was the kind of the irony of pre-booking that, was like there was no certainty of actually staying in the place. Um, but as it turned out, the person that was closing down, there was a bar down underneath the, the, the hotel that I was staying, and he was just kind of tidying up and closing down. So he did, he, he let me in, he gave me the keys, and I managed to go up. Yeah, quite wash, and then I thought, right, let's go down. I, not, I spotted some Talisker on the bar, but unfortunately, by the time I got down the stairs, he closed the bar off, and so there was no Talisker for me. Um, but I did end up going to a bar um, that was next door and ordered some bellies. Um, and yet again, the, this, the past, I would say, comes back to haunt me. When I was in the bar and ordering it, um, so he, the, the guy, the owner of this pub, um, he had um, there was some, he had a, he had a helper who was putting away the tables and the chairs and that. And he was like, I no worries, I'll serve you, I'll serve you. Um, but it was, now looking back, and I, I was maybe a bit naive, but looking back, he was all over me. Um, and at one point, he groped me. Um, um on my backside and then he grew up my front and then i just gulped the the, the 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 baileys down and left i didn't want to make a fuss or anything like that i just remember feeling shit, you know and 
it brought back memories of being down in London once, my first time in London, and walking, it was in Soho, and walking past the street, and then this woman, quite attractive woman, um, starts asking me if I want to pay, you know, for sex, and I'm like, well, what? I look like that kind of person type of thing, it made me feel really shy, um, and I get, here was me getting that same feeling again, and I just felt, this is what I'm trying to get away from. I actually felt like, you know, like Satan trying to get your get your claws into me. You know, that's twice in the same day and something similar, you know, of the, the seedy nature of gay lifestyle has had an impact on me. And I'm trying to get away from that and live a kind of decent, clean life. Um, so that's... That really kind of, um, I, I, well, it, it could have put a dampener on the whole experience, but I stepped, I stepped above it and says, "No, look, come on, you're you're going out and you're going to set up, set out in this journey. So let's just get on with it, um, and just don't think, try not to think about it too much, and just move past it because it's it's really not worth, it's really not worth it, um, in the end." Um, but see, my advice to someone else, if they were in that position, they've been get that get that reported. Um, I was just more shocked. I was in shock, you know, that it was acceptable, and that he even thought it was acceptable to to even do that, you know, without any kind of consent or uh ugh. It just kind of put shivers up my spine, to be honest, you know, and it's not what I wanted. Um, so, but it did reassert, you know, one of the reasons why I was getting away was, um, look for this better future. I wanted to step into that future, um, away from that type of behavior. Um, it, it serves no one. It really doesn't. Um, but anyway, I remember looking up at the bridge and seeing all the flags flying and that, um, and then I just kind of stood and reflected there in the bridge, looking over the river um, for a wee while. And then I went back and went to my bed and had to sleep. Because um, I knew that the next day is, is going to bring about um, bring about better experience, you know. Um, check out, it's at 11 o'clock tomorrow, so I went to get up quite early, have a look around the town. Um, so that's what I did. I just kind of went to sleep and I think I'll leave it there just now and tomorrow we'll talk about the actual um, journey over to the, the Pyrenees um, and over to Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Pois which was such a lovely place um, just as it is as you see it in the film The Way with Martin Sheen. So Thank you for listening um, to today's. I, I didn't realise well, I was going to go into a, some kind of detail of what happened there. But I think it's important for me to be real um, and not just trying to hold things back because I think, you know, I know when I like to read, I like to read everything. Um, so I think it's the same for doing a podcast. I think it's... It, it's ha it happened. It keep it keep you know, and there's nothing I can do to change that. 
um, what I can do is hopefully make a difference and um, moving forward from it. And if any of what I've said has um, kind of brought back bad memories or anything like that, then um, just keep an eye out for some helpful resources um, that can help or reach out to me and I'll be able to see if I can source um, some help um, for you. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. And also thanks to everyone that's been writing to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, it's been really great getting all your feedback, getting all your comments. Um, it's actually encouraging me to keep doing this um, podcast. Um, it's a brand new experience for me um, doing this kind of thing. And yeah, um, back on here, do my next installment episode. Um, I'll be like, oh, episode four tomorrow. And we'll get that done and look forward to for doing that. All right, you take care. And this is Jamie Wallace, the long distance coach, signing off for tonight. Bye now.